Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals Baseball Club has reportedly turned down $440 million, the largest contract ever offered to a professional baseball player to remain in Washington, D.C. for the next 15 years. He didn't tell anyone why, but I think we all know. It's Joe Biden. <laughs> what's, up? what's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic, and we begin momentarily. By the way, before we get into the news today, I did want to remind you that today, I don't know if you know this or not, but today is uh, National Share This Podcast Day. It's National Share This Podcast Day. I Now, and that's a holiday. I know what you're thinking. That sounds like something you literally just made up seconds ago. And that's true. Actually, that's not true. It was minutes ago. But uh, but National Share This Podcast Day is today. And I want to be specific because I, I was going to create something called National share your favorite podcast day. But then I realized this may not actually be your favorite podcast. And man, would I shoot myself in the foot? Like you may be like, oh, I love Mark K saves the Republic, but I really love the Joe Rogan experience. So I'm going to share that one today. Or you could be like, you know what? My favorite podcast is Ben Shapiro. So, uh, and that guy, listen, that guy doesn't need any help. That guy's like number one or number two on the charts. Joe Rogan got $150 million from Spotify. You don't, they don't need your help. They appreciate your support. They don't need your help. They don't need your promotion. They don't need help marketing themselves. So that's why I, I changed it at last minute from share your favorite podcast uh, day to national share this podcast day. Um, because I thought, so you, as you're listening to this podcast, you know, it's very specific what you're supposed to do today. And that is tell somebody about this podcast or better yet, copy the link. And and text it to somebody or text it to 19 people. If you uh you want to send somebody an email, you know, and however you're gonna post it on your social media, if you're on Twitter or whatever else, you can retweet it, you can repost it, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but whatever you you do today, just remember it's national share this podcast day. And much like on, you know, National Margarita Day, you drink margaritas or national beer day, you have a beer, it's a real simple and enjoyable, it's almost as enjoyable as tequila. Uh, and or beer. All right. Uh, that, enough of that. Just remember to do that before the uh, before you go to bed. Th th this story about Juan Soto, and this is not going to be a sports thing today, but I, I thought it was funny because when I saw that the Washington Nationals offered this guy $440 million to stay in D.C. for the next 15 years, I immediately thought to myself, of course he turned it down. That's not nearly enough money to stay in one of the worst cities in the uh, in the entire country. Washington, D.C., where I lived for several years, by the way, Washington, D.C., not only are the Democrats in control of of Congress and the White House and the Senate. Not only are they in control of the politics of this nation, not only do you see them, you know, roaming around, but look, you got you got all the other problems that come along with blue state representation. You've got homeless problems, you've got crime, you've got uh, you know, all kinds of all kinds of issues, high taxes. It's a very it's a business unfriendly place to be. And if you have uh, 440 million dollars to play baseball in Washington DC, you know, that may not be incentive enough, uh, especially when you could go someplace much nicer, like, oh, I don't know, Tampa Bay. Uh, you could go you could go somewhere else like uh, what else? Kansas City as a is a lovely town. Um, all these places, any place in Texas, there's Houston, there's 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 all sorts of places where you could go play ball and they have lots of money and you don't have this this tyrannical, oppressive government that's reigning over you. We did a story yesterday about Muriel Bowser from Washington, D.C. She's the mayor of Washington. She's horrible, horrible at it. And she was complaining. 
get this. She was complaining because um, Governor Abbott from Texas and Governor Ducey from Arizona, they came up with this plan and they said, look, all these illegals are coming over the border. All these illegal immigrants, they're coming over the border. Washington's not doing anything about it. Joe Biden's not doing anything about it. They're, they're, they're filling up our hospitals and our jails. They're filling up our homeless shelters and our schools. They're sleeping in, 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 you know, fields that don't belong to them. It's a massive problem. It's a, it's a health concern because they could have COVID. It's a crime is running rampant because, you know, it happens. And, uh, and all of these problems are happening. And, and the uh, White House is ignoring it. The Border Patrol is being told to stand down by, by Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security. Joe Biden put Kamala Harris in charge of it, which, you know, you no one takes anything seriously if they put Kamala Harris in charge of it. Like, that would be like me saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put Kamala Harris in charge of blow drying my hair every day because I mean, it's like a BS position. It gives her, it makes her feel like she's doing something, but I know she's going to be inadequate because look, there's no hair up there. Uh, there's no hair up. Anyway. So it's about as pointless as, as any other job that she has. So anyway, the, um, the Biden administration is, is, and they've been ignoring, uh, if they've been ignoring, ignoring the illegal immigration. And so Texas and Arizona are sick of it. And, and Governor Doug Ducey and Governor Greg Abbott, they're sick of it. And they said, look, you either clamp down on the border or we're going to put these people on a bus and we're going to ship them to you. We're going to ship them to Washington, D.C. Ron DeSantis said it here in Florida. He said, I'm going to fly these people to Delaware. If you're going to fly illegals to Florida, I'm going to fly them right back to your hometown. See how you like it. Well, guess what? Muriel Bowser does not like it. She went on Face the Nation to complain about how crowded, get this, how crowded Washington, D.C.'s uh, uh, homeless shelters are becoming. And she says that she believes these illegal immigrants are getting tricked. They're getting tricked by these red state governors into going to D.C. Her big issue is that these folks who are coming here illegally, who are, have no business being here, who are breaking the law, who are supposed to be released and then, I mean, really, they should be released back into Mexico, but they're not. They're being released and they're being told to appear 30 days later. But there's no there's no way to track those folks. And, you know, the majority of them don't come back. They go out in the, the middle of the country. And she's upset not that that's happening. She's upset not that people are being released illegally into the country, not that illegal immigrants are coming here by the truckload. She's not worried about any of that. What she's worried about is that these people may not want to go to Washington, D.C. They may have other destinations in mind. They may want to go to Seattle or they may be trying to get to they may be trying to get to San Diego. Maybe they're like, you know what? Detroit is the place to be. But all of a sudden, Governor Abbott's tricking them onto a bus to dump them into Washington, D.C., where her homeless shelters are now filling up and they've got people sleeping on the street. And it's a big issue. Well, the bigger issue is that immigration is not under control. And that's what's happening in, a, in these blue states. The governors, the, the mayors of the cities and the president of the United States, anyone who's a Democrat and who's in charge of any kind of municipality is ruining it. They're making they're they're making poor decisions. They're they're ruling by emotional response from their um from their constituents instead of what's actually best for their constituents. And as a result, they're destroying their entire they're destroying their entire neighborhoods and communities. And uh, and that's something now that Muriel Bowser is upset about. She doesn't like this. What if all of the immigrants just naturally said they wanted to come to D.C.? Would she still be complaining? Probably not. But I don't blame Juan Soto for saying I'm out of here. Take me $440 million per shot. Send me someplace where I know I can win, number one, and also where I know I'm not going to be surrounded 
by these uh, by these by these selfish Democrats who are turning my city into just a a filth pot. Um, anyway, so that's what's going on. That's what's going on in D.C. and that's what's going on with a lot of the um, a lot of the governors and and that kind of thing. And you know, it, it continues. This whole mess with Joe Biden continues. Uh, the whole look to ahead it continues. You've got every single Democrat freaking out now. And they are just they are just worried about what's going to happen in 2024, really in 2022. Uh, and the Republicans are a little concerned, too. Don't think it's all the Democrats. And I should always point out. Let me take a sip of my coffee. I should always point out it's not just Democrats. There are a, a lot of Republicans that are misguided or that are that are not putting their constituents needs and desires and wants ahead of their own. People like Lindsey Graham, for example, uh, people like Mitch McConnell. There are a lot of people who should not be giving in to the demands of the Democrats or giving in to what the Democrats want, but are because they have the same um, outcome. They have the same desired outcome. And when you look around at what's going on, you're seeing still in this election, and this is why this election is very important and, and crucial. You have the Democrats who must be defeated. They must, if there's a Democrat on the ballot anywhere, they have to go. They have to lose the Congress. They have to lose the Senate. They have to lose if they're running for governor, if they're running for some kind of local election, like a local Senate seat in your, in your state or a local uh, House seat in your state, they've got to go. If you're in a blue state, especially, and you have the opportunity to turn your, your state house red, you need to do it. If you have a chance to install a red state governor instead of a blue state governor like they did in Virginia, you have to do whatever you can because that's the only way you're going to save your city and stay, save your state and save your neighborhood. And I mean, elections and, and politics, they all start locally. But on a, on a national scale, that's the first step. The second step is when you are electing conservatives, you need to make sure they're actually conservative. And with all this talk about Donald Trump making a, an announcement about re-election, with all the talk about Ron DeSantis, you know, being the, the more viable choice. A lot of folks are throwing it out there. Fox News had a compilation of Trump voters, like a three-minute compilation they put out, which I'll probably, I'll try to play that on the show today, of Trump voters switching to DeSantis. When you see all of this stuff, you realize that you've got two battles going on. The battle between good and evil, which is Democrats versus Republicans, and then the battle within the Republican Party between conservatism and really, I wouldn't even call them moderates. I would just call them I would just call them self-centered rhinos because that's what you have. You have people who are and going up, showing up every day and saying conservatism works. Conservatism is what America is. Conservatism is what this country was built on and it's what this country needs to survive. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to vote for and fight for and debate for and execute a conservative agenda. And then you've got the other Republicans that go in there and say, I like being elected to national office. I like the perks that come with it. I'm going to continue to vote in a way that makes me more money and power and puts me on committees. And if I have to poop all over my constituents and the people that voted me in the office, I'm okay with that uh, because I'll at least have a big uh, house that I can retire in and eventually get a, a, a cush teaching job or go on the lecture circuit. And we've got to avoid that. It's got to be conservatives on the ballot. Get your vote. And, and, and it's not going to happen every single time. Uh, for example, in Arizona, <laughs> this is very, this is very funny. I'll wrap this up soon. I promise. In Arizona, you have Carrie Lake, who's running for office, you're running for governor. And Carrie Lake is, uh, a, a, she's a Republican. She's very conservative. She's an ultra MAGA Republican, the kind that, you know, Joe Biden hates. 
And she has the backing of Donald Trump and a lot of voters. She's very popular. She's a she's a fighter. She's patriotic. She's combatively conservative. You know, she's not afraid to bully back. And and she has a great time and she'll be a fantastic leader. She is also um, she is also facing somebody named Karen Robson. And Karen Robson is a Republican as well. And they're going to duke it out in the primary. Uh, Doug Ducey, the current governor, is backing Karen Robson. Why? Well, he's not a big fan of Donald Trump. Also, a couple of others, Chris Christie, for example, and Mike Pence are backing Karen Robson. And so what's happening this week is Donald Trump is heading to, I believe, Flagstaff. I want to say he's going to Arizona. Here's the deal. Last week, there was supposed to be a big rally for Kerry Lake and others in Arizona. Um, Ivana Trump passed away. We now know she fell. It was uh, like a blunt force from a fall. Very sad story. And so Donald Trump postponed his rally. He's like, look, my kids need me. Their mother died. I'm going to go take care of things. I'm going to be there for them. It's not the right time to have a rally. It was literally, I think, the day after or two days after Ivana Trump died. And so they postponed it. It was supposed to be Saturday night. They moved it to this Friday night. And the interesting thing is that Mike Pence is supposed to appear at a rally in Arizona for Karen Robson. So you've got Mike Pence at one rally and Donald Trump at another rally for two different candidates. Guess which rally I think is going to be more well attended. Guess which rally I think is going to be the one, the bigger rally. And what's going to be a real blow to the non-conservative Republicans is that Doug Ducey, the governor, the former vice president, and maybe a smattering of others are going to show up at a rally for some woman who's not going to win. And Carrie Lake is going to be standing in front of thousands and thousands of people chanting her name, uh, you know, just a little just just before their primary. And I think that it's going to be devastating to not only the Democrats, but to the rhino Republicans. At least that's what I'm hoping for. We're going to find out. We're going to find out on on Friday night. All right. Don't forget. Today is National Share This Specific Particular Podcast Day. So make sure whatever. And now that you're done listening and you've enjoyed it, make sure that you do uh, two things. Number one, share this podcast with somebody that you know. And number two, uh, share it again on some other. Share it twice. And, and happy National Share This Podcast Day.